0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, June the 16th, 2022. It is currently 921 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, with some breaking news. Now, this is a breaking news story. That means it's the information is still coming in, so it is still developing. So anything I say here could change at any moment. I want you to understand that, but I'm simply going to give you the breaking news information and throw out some uh, just a few thoughts that... Uh, that I wish we didn't have to talk about, but it appears we're going to have to talk about it more and more as we watch what is happening in society. But this is what occurred. Just a few minutes ago, I completed a live broadcast. So I completed the live broadcast, I turned everything off, and I was getting ready to grab the laptop and walk downstairs and sit down in my study and upload the last live broadcast that would be available on demand for the Sermons 2.0 app, the Church One app, and some other platforms. So I was just getting ready to go down and do that. But I thought, well, before before I do so, let me turn the air conditioning unit on behind me. I'll turn that back on and I'll just check email because a lot of times I'll get emails while I'm live on the air just to see if anyone had any complaints. And as soon as I went to Yahoo.com to get ready to check my email, I saw breaking news. One dead two wounded in church shooting and i was like wait what wait wait what what just what's happening so one is dead according to the initial reports and remember this is a breaking news story so if you've ever followed breaking news stories you know how it works you get the initial information it may change over the next hour but as of right now we have one person dead two wounded In a church shooting, you may have already received notifications on your phone and other mobile devices telling you about this breaking news story. Here is a little bit of what we know, all right? Um, A shooting at a church in a suburb of one of Alabama's major cities left one person dead and two others wounded. Thursday evening, police said uh, adding a suspect was taken into custody. The shooting occurred at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in the uh, Birmingham suburb um, of Vestavia Hills, right? I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. Vestavia Hills. So the shooting occurred at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Birmingham suburb of Vestavia Hills. Vestavia Hills police captain Shane Ware said at a briefing. He said multiple law enforcement officers rushed to the site after dispatchers dispatchers received a call of an active shooter at 6.22 p.m. He said one person was dead and two others were wounded in the shooting and had been hospitalized. A suspect was in custody, but Ware declined to identify the person or the victims or describe how events unfolded. We know of no additional threat to either the community of Vestavia Hills or neighboring areas, Ware told reporters. Agents of numerous law agencies were on site, including the FBI, U.S. Marshals Service, and the Bureau of Alcohol, uh, Firearms, Tobacco, and Explosives, and other local police and fire agencies. Investigators remained hours past nightfall while yellow police tape um, was you know around the site in emergency ve- vehicles with fla- flashing lights blocking the re- route to the church. The Reverend Kelly Hudlow, an Episcopal priest in the Diocese of Alabama, told broadcast outlet WBRC that the church and the community were stunned by the shooting. It is shocking. St. Stephen's is a community built on love and prayers. She said in a live interview with the TV station, people of all faiths are coming together to pray for healing for those in the hospital. All right. Uh, According to this, this is someone just asked in the live chat. uh, This is breaking news. According to Yahoo, breaking news um, as of Thursday, June the 16th, 2022 at 7.57 p.m., is when the Associated Press posted this article. Yahoo has it as a banner at the top saying breaking news. So this occurred today, uh, which is uh, Thursday. If I said Tuesday, I apologize, which is obviously Thursday, June the 16th. Again, a shooting at a church in a suburb of one of Alabama's major cities left one person dead and two others wounded. Now, obviously... Another horrible, tragic situation involving gun violence in the United States of America. But I don't want to get into the discussion here about guns and everyone arguing and fighting about that. And I don't in any way, shape, or form want to imply that the worst case scenario is going to happen and more and more shootings are going to start occurring in churches all across the United States of America. I don't want to imply that in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to imply that. So I don't want any, I don't want to in any way, shape, or form exaggerate. I don't want to use hyperbole. I don't want to take this situation and use it for any you know, manipulative purposes to promote a political agenda or an ideological agenda. But I think as Christians, I can't, well, let me state it this way. At least from what I have seen as a Christian, at least here in the West Texas area, what I have witnessed. And this is true in many other... Well, I mean, it, it, put it this way. This is true enough, I think, on a national level because I can, I can remember some clear uh, re- Christian radio programs where these kinds of things were talked about after other sh- church shootings. Every time there is a church shooting, whether it's one of involving large numbers of people or a small number of people, whenever a church shooting occurs that gets national media coverage... Obviously, we have the gun debate that happens, right? Everyone starts fighting gun control, no gun control, more guns, less guns. Everyone starts fighting about that. But something happens within the church at large across the United States of America. And many churches, when they see this this violence happening because it's horrible, it's tragic, When anyone is attending church and is killed, when someone comes into a sanctuary or or outside the church or wherever this shooting occurs, again, for this particular shooting in Alabama, we do not have all the details of right now, but wherever it happens, inside the church, outside the church, whether the person is known, whether it's in the parking lot, whatever the case may be, whenever someone is attending church, outside the church, getting ready to walk into the church, or they're just walking out of the church, they're in the parking lot, wherever it occurs, When someone is shot and killed while attempting to attend church or while attending church, it is a horrible story. Same thing is true when someone is simply trying to attend school and is shot. I think everyone would agree these situations are horrible and tragic, but whenever it happens in a church, there is a reaction by many within the Christian world to say, okay, enough is enough. We're not going, I'm not going to allow this to happen at my church. So... They either hire, now these are large churches that have money, they hire armed security guards who are there to monitor everything, and if a shooting takes place, they're to neutralize the target as soon as possible. That means taking their firearms and shoot and kill the person inside the church to stop them from taking other life, all right? So there, that's one approach, hire armed security guards a second approach is to arm and train members of the church either men whomever deacons elders that they come to church armed with a gun and if a threat enters the sanctuary where they're there, they're there attending church so like hey hey you know deacon or elder you're going to be attending church whenever you come to church you come armed the gun loaded ready to go And then if someone comes in, you pull the firearm and you neutralize the target, you shoot and you kill them. Many churches have taken that approach. I know even here in the local area, I received a phone call one time saying, hey, we've got everything set up for the men of your church to come to get their firearm training. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh not my church. I'm like, no, Victory Baptist Church. You have Victory Baptist Church. And so I started thinking, did someone in my church set up something that I'm not aware of? I'm like, well, I don't think so. But it was a different Victory Baptist Church. And they were, they basically had set up a time for their for the members of their church to come to get qualified and trained to basically carry a gun. So if someone was to enter into their sanctuary, they would be shot and killed. I've told you before about the sermon that I heard from a church in downtown Dallas, where they were bragging about how many people they have armed and how they almost shot and killed someone inside the sanctuary who actually was unarmed because they perceived the person to be a threat. And when the person reached into their pocket, they thought they were going to pull a gun and they almost shot them and it ended up being who was just grabbing his phone. Okay. Well, that, that would have been horrible and tragic. Um, so, but that's, that's, so you have, you have, you have two, you have two ideas out there. Armed guards, Again, many churches could never afford that. The average church, I don't think, could afford that. And even if even, even if you do so, if you just listen to my last live broadcast, now you have church money not going to ministry, money going to hire people to walk around the perimeter or walk inside the building ready for someone to shoot so that they can run in and rush in and kill. You're, you're, I don't know how much it would cost per hour, but you're literally hiring. I mean, your money would be not going to ministry, but to arm security guards, so that's what the big big churches will do. They're going to hire security, so that's more of their budget going to that. Smaller churches can't hire security, so they're going to arm people in their sanctuary. Those are two approaches. The third approach would be, no, we, we is that is that is that what we're going to do? We, we're not we're not going to do that. We're not going to armed people, and they they're going to be quote unquote considered a soft target. They're going to be considered vulnerable. Maybe, maybe they will pay the price. I don't know because I don't in any way want to exaggerate the the danger. I don't want to, but it's becoming, you know, we had the shooting that what that happened in the parking lot at a church. I don't remember what state that was in. Now we have a, a, a shooting here in Alabama uh, or not there in Alabama. I'm not there, so I, I can't say here, but there in Alabama this evening. Um, Oh, we, and you just know all the the gun violence across the United States. It's happening daily. It's just crazy right now, and you have to ask yourself the if. Let's just say, let's just say that shootings in churches increase by let's say twenty five to thirty percent between now and the end of twenty twenty two let's say they increase 20 20 25 percent somewhere say between 20 and 30 percent and and even even if they're not like large numbers but just one or two people are dying in and in, in uh in, in certain instances right they're, they're kind of like you know limited they're're they're, there' they're these limited situations but one or two people are dying which would be horrible and tragic not, not something massive, but just on a smaller scale. Of course, tragic because one person dying is too many because someone dying who's creating the image of God. But let's say that's not one of those massive things because whenever whenever there's like 10, 15 people, 20 people, I think in some cases the American public is becoming numb. But the larger the number, the more impact it obviously has. But even if it's not one of those larger shootings, these just these small uh, situations, these small situations. Still tragic, but that don't ha- grab the headlines as some of the larger ones do. But let's say enough of these occur where we have a clear increase between 20 and 30 percent. What, what are churches going to look like in 2023? I mean, does the church become an institution where we have to protect ourselves with firearms? Now th- this gets really iffy here because I remember many churches saying, "Hey, faith over fear. We're not wearing a covid mask. We're not going to social distance. We're not going to do we're not going to limit the number of people in our sanctuary. We're not going to live stream because we have faith over fear." All right? N- not going to do it. Statistically, we don't think there's a great threat to covid. Whatever they wanted to use statistics, whatever their argument wanted to be. Would those same people take the same approach to church shootings and go, well, statistically, we're still r- relatively safe. Uh, even if it increases by 20, 25 percent, 30 percent, we still feel relatively safe. We're we're going to have faith over fear. We're not going to arm people. We're going to trust God. Do you think that same, do you think that would be the same approach or do you think people like arm, arm people, arm people? and And what is it? Does it say anything to about us theologically that we have armed people sitting in a sanctuary, ready at a moment's notice to kill someone? And I know people say, "Well, you don't. You're, we're not trying to kill anyone." I know everyone says that, but you know, when it comes to firearms, I mean, look if you if you're going to neutralize the target you shoot center mass we we know how it works I mean you know if you've been trained okay i'm I'm by no means good at a gun, but I was trained enough to be security forces for the United States air Force and, and yeah i I can't believe that I was able to qualify and not that I would hit anything if I had to but you you when you're going to shoot you got to shoot to neutralize you can't shoot to try to wound because you in many cases just only pro you may actually increase the likelihood more of more people being killed. So we could get into a whole horrible discussion about that. It's not pleasant. Well, it's not pleasant, but it has to be discussed. Do you want to be in a situation where your church has armed people ready to kill someone, if need to, inside the church? Now you say, but it's there to preserve life. I I understand that. Does it call into question how much we trust God? Does it call into question God is our rock, God is our refuge, God is an ever-present help in times of trouble, God is the one I trust, I don't trust in chariots and horses, I trust in the name of the Lord God, Uh, that's who I look to. Does it call into question that philological claim of trusting God when we're like, we trust you, but now you you could say that about anything, obviously. Trust God. Well, you have insurance. You trust God. You put on a seatbelt. You trust. I. I. You know. I understand that can be used about anything. I just. I just don't know what happens to churches if we continue down this path. The culture, at least currently in the United States of America, more violence, more gun violence. Some people would clearly say things seem to be disintegrating. A lot of people are claiming that the moral, you know, fr- fabric of our nation is falling apart. Clearly, more we're we becoming a more secular nation, a more anti-God nation. All of that is true. And I think anyone would agree. The more people abandon any any transcendent morality, and morality is just what they do, what is right in their own eyes. I mean, read judges. When people start doing what is right in their own eyes, death and destruction occurs. I mean, it's just death will increase. The, the, when you throw out the when you throw out a creator, then what what value does life have, right? If there is no creator, then what is life? So I think I think I think. The, Violence will increase. I think that's, I think things will get worse. And well, I I believe biblically things are going to get worse. So as they get worse, where does it leave the church? Armed? Locked doors? Security doors? Every person who walks to the door, we eye with suspicion, thinking we may have to kill them? Does it lead to paranoia? Fear? Intimidated, ready to kill. Does that does that distract from love your enemy, turn the other cheek, pray for them who would pers- who would use you and persecute you? Does it lead to a situation where if the church becomes more? And I'm not saying these shootings are directly related at persecuting a church. In some cases, it's just. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's other issues involved. But let's just say it comes into a situation where the church becomes persecuted by armed people trying to kill us. Do we take up arms and it turns into a shootout? Is that the biblical approach? No, I'm not. I'm asking these questions because this is a horrible, I mean, another shooting tonight. One person is dead, two wounded. I don't know how severely the people are wounded. This happens in Alabama. Again, breaking news right there. I, I. It just seems it just seems a horrible situation. Two, uh, two wounded victims were being treated at UAB Hospital in, in uh, Birmingham. I keep wanting to say that incorrectly. So obviously, pray for the families of the end of the uh, one. The, Please pray for the family of the one individual who well is dead, and for the family and for the individuals who were wounded. Obviously pray. I mean I mean obviously. We 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 need to pray, obviously. But it raises serious questions of where we're headed. It it just, just raises serious questions. You know, because I, I, I you know, I think, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. You you may, you may agree or disagree with this. Um, and if you hear my stomach growling, I apologize. Um, cause sometimes I don't know when my mic picks that up. You know, I, I could probably just eat instead of spending all evening up here talking to you guys, but that's okay. This is important. This is breaking news. We need to talk about it. Um, Do you draw a distinction in your mind? I have to ask this question. Do you draw a distinction in your mind of maybe owning a firearm firearm in your home to protect your home, maybe to protect your family? Do you draw a distinction between that and having armed people inside your church to protect people in the church? Some see no distinction, see none, none at all. And I know some will say, Jesus told him to buy a sword. Yeah, he told him to buy a sword. They said there was two and said that was sufficient. And and it, was it a sword for defense? Was it a sword used as a tool for cutting rope or, or or skinning fish? Like, you know, and then when and when someone did use a sword to fight the people coming to get Jesus, what happened? They were rebuked, told him to put the sword away, and he healed the person who was literally coming to take him. And then he went, and Jesus did not fight back and died. And so, well, he had to do that. So then we said, well, that doesn't apply. So it's like, so what Jesus did didn't apply, but what he said, and it— I, I, Christians are all over the place. Everyone will find the verse they think supports their position. I just, it's hard for me to imagine a church where our, our the, you know, the, the concept is, look, if you come here and mess with us, you're going to die because we're armed. We're armed. Not with the word of God, not armed with the sword of the spirit. We're We are armed with guns. And if you mess with us, you will die. Is that, no, I'm not saying we would maybe, I don't think, well, the church in Dallas clearly advertised that on radio when they preached their sermon. They were bragging about it. They they thought it was like a badge of honor that they have guns. And if anyone comes in here, you're going to die. They, they were almost bragging about it, which to me only instigates anyone who would want to do you harm. You're almost like begging, you're almost daring them. Come on, come, come to us. We're armed. I, I think that's just a, a, a foolish approach to, to brag about it. Um, it just seems crazy i don't know what you accomplish but do you do you do we want to be known for that and don't mess with churches they will kill you do not mess with churches they will shoot you do not like do we want to be known like hey don't mess with churches because they will love you don't mess with churches they'll turn the other cheek they will forgive you they will lay down their life for you no 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 don't mess with churches because they will kill you i And I I know what we say. We don't want to be known for that, but but others would argue, but what do you do? I don't know. Look, I don't have any good answers. I don't have good answers. I don't. I obviously would not want anyone in my church harmed. I would not want anyone in my church to suffer or to die. I, I, I really would not. I know I would do everything in my power to try to stop the individual. I I mean, I will put it this way. Let me take that back. Peter said similar things and then proved not to. I would hope that I would do everything in my power to stand between me, between me, my congregation, and the shooter, okay? Yeah, yeah someone said i think it would it would speak in a louder more godly way to be armed with the sword and and shield of god's word rather than a gun i i i know i agree and it could it, you could flip this around a couple of ways right because it's really weird it, it's kind of it's i think there's this there's this kind of weird disconnect, and 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 maybe maybe you see this, maybe you don't. I'll, I'll go back to the COVID situation because I saw it both ways, right? You had those who were like, faith over fear, no mask, no social distancing, nothing. We we trust God. We are not scared of COVID, right? And many of those are the same people. Oh, school, uh, church shooting, school shooting, arm arm yourself, carry a gun. When you go to Walmart, Walmart, we're going to arm ourselves and we're going to have people in our church with guns, right? You you seem a little inconsistent, but on the other hand, many of the people who are like, no, we need to wear a mask, protect yourself, social distancing. We're going to limit the number of people. We may move some services to online streaming. Many of those who are far more pro take action for COVID, are the very same people who then won't take action by arming themselves with guns. So are both sides inconsistent? Now, the thing is, some would say, well, you're protecting yourself with COVID because it's a pandemic and you don't want to get it. So you could spread it to someone else. So you're actually trying to protect people and it's not, and, and you're not trying, you're actually trying not to kill someone. So if someone argue, well, it's not the same way, right? Because, you're taking COVID precautions to protect people, but some people say taking a gun protects people. But you, but it may require kill, killing someone. We're protecting yourself and protecting others from COVID. You're not killing anyone. You could try to draw distinctions. I know it can get blurry, and everyone will use their arguments for their own purpose. But I just want you to think about it tonight. I don't. I'm not saying we have to make. I'm not saying you have to be dogmatic tonight. I'm not saying that. But tonight is another situation where a person is dead. They went to church and they died. They went to church this evening and died. That's what it appears. Now, we don't know all the situation. As I said at the beginning, this is a developing story. But three people went to church. Two is, one is dead. Two are currently in the hospital. Don't know how serious their injuries are. They just went to church. Now, I don't know if we're going to continue to see church shootings increase over the next little while, but let's just, I think it's important to start thinking it will occur. It will occur. You know, there's going to be another school shooting when school goes back into session. You know, there's going to be one, you know, sadly, you know, there's going to be one. And whenever these shootings occur, churches start making their, their, their decision on what to do. So you have to start thinking now, how do you, what do you feel about the situation? What do you feel about the situation? Some churches, just from a theological perspective, are like, no guns, no armed security, we're not going to do it. Others are like, we're going to have armed security guards, and we're going to pay for it. Others are like, we're going to arm the people in the church, and we're going to be We're, we're, we're proud about that. We think we're doing the right thing. And they, they may even argue that they are doing it for theological reasons. I think all three, all three perspectives, hire armed security guards, arm the people in the church, or don't arm anyone. All three would argue that they're doing it for theological, based off a theological reason, based off biblical justification. And they would all claim that they're right. And that can become a divisive issue within some churches. My fear is it's going to become a bigger issue the way things are going. The way things are going. I just, I just have a feeling it's going to get, I have a feeling. There's just a part of me, at least right now, saying it's going to get worse. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but... Just to, to just in summary, I just wanted to throw out these thoughts tonight because, well, it, it's happening right here. Like I said, I was downstairs, I, I I was getting ready to go downstairs to take the laptop to upload the last live broadcast of the Church One app and some other apps, and I go to Yahoo and right there and read, breaking news, one dead, two wounded, and church shooting in Alabama, police say. All right. So I immediately wanted to turn on the microphone to say, hey, guys, this is what's going on. And at least have some of these discussions um, about the situation. All right. Um, OK, and I just got another email from someone else, but this is about a different uh, Okay. All right. This looks like a good email. Looks like a good email. I may try to get to it in a minute. I may try to get to it in a minute. Um, Yeah, this is just, yeah, there's so many things we need to talk about, but uh, maybe I'll get to this email here in just a second, or at least, well, maybe I'll I'll just mention the subject in a a short uh, episode here in just a minute. But I'm going to take a minute, drink some water, maybe get a snack so my stomach will stop growling because that can't sound very professional, all right? Okay, yeah, that's, so pray tonight for the family of the person who died, who went to church in Alabama, who is never going back home again. Pray for his family and pray for the two individuals who are currently in the hospital. Pray that they would obviously leave the hospital and be okay and a quick recovery. Um. And, uh, well, I, I hope someone, someone just said, thank you for staying up to date on the lay breaking new and bring it to light in a theological perspective, I don't uh, bringing it to light in a theological perspective. I'm just, I, I, I think I just brought it to light and asked some theological questions. I don't really know what the theological perspective is because everyone's going to have a different one, but it, I just, man, I just, it's hard to me. Imagine how, how this, this so impacts the church whenever this occurs, but pray for the people involved. Um, it sounds like they have a suspect in custody. Hopefully they have the right person. Hopefully the legal system will work appropriately. Justice will be served. And then, of course, even if we want justice done, the person go to jail, the person go to prison, I'm not saying they shouldn't. We still want the individual to be saved, so pray for the shooter. Pray for the salvation of the shooter, right? Right? Amen? I mean, shouldn't we? I mean, shouldn't we pray for the salvation of anyone and everyone? I, I have never shot anyone. I've never done that sin, never come close to that sin. Well, actually, I have come close to that sin to take it back. I did show up in my, at my school with a gun wanting to go in and shoot people. I did not. So I guess I, I did come pretty close. Um, so I've, I've put it this way. I've done plenty of sin in my life. Um, so pray for the, the shooter. Salvation. You can contact me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, we'll be back maybe here in just a minute to maybe do one more quick thing. I wanted to do two things tonight, but I don't think we're going to get to it. Well, maybe we'll do one more. All right, uh, just stay tuned. I'll be back after a quick break and so that my stomach will not growl and because that's not very professional. All right, I'll be right back. God bless.